I also made the case for winning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. So it's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial full rights. Custodial rights. We're gonna start on the fly here. I need, uh, I'm gonna need to pick your brain about, uh, now that I look down and uh, see your motorcycle helmet, I, I think I might have to go with a bike, bro. Hell yeah, dude. It's, I'm scared uh, though. It's funny. I was listening to uh, to Cars uh, Pod and uh, one. I don't know if it's Stacker. I think it's Stacker News Live, and uh, they had a conversation. Him and I think this guy Keon. Uh, this guy Keon, you mean? I haven't met him. I don't know him. Oh, he's the founder of Stacker News. <laughs> no shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Keon's amazing. Shout out to Keon. Shout out to Car. Yeah. Shout uh, out. Is it's a good pod. I listen to it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, it's a great service. I, I keep it. You know. I. I I have this sort of autopilot thing in my fountain now, getting a little off track for my original point, but oh, good. Uh, I, I just, you know, I have my my set of of, of pods that I listen to, and they yeah. they auto download, but then I just add every single one to my queue, so yeah. like I just have the queue going. I'm like two weeks behind on everything. But, How deep is your list? Uh, I think my queue is about. It was huge, man. It was like seventy episodes because like everything's going in there. But well, then, be, let me be more specific. Yeah. Like, I, like everybody has like a go-to rotation of the shows, not the episodes. So, what's your like? I have to get these in top three, top five. Uh, in, in terms of like, if someone's in the queue and it it's one of my favorite yeah, shows, yeah, like favorite episodes, shows you don't shows, miss yeah. at all. Yeah, because uh, uh, the reason I say is, I believe the statistic is that most people have no more than three. Oh, no, I like, got like half a dozen. Well, you could be yeah. subscribed to many of them, but uh, like realistically, you only got time to really consume everything of three. Okay, so this is where it comes where I'll like look at the title and I'm like, eh, I don't want to listen to that. I'll remove the download. And, sure, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But like in terms of, I guess, the the ones that I don't really delete um, is, uh, is well, of course, Talking in Bits. Yay! Um, <laughs> I don't have any sound yeah, effects. Right. <laughs> yeah, we got to get the soundboard. No, and then, uh, you know, TFTC and, yep. and, and Safe's Pod. Um, I generally listen to like everything on those. Uh, and then the, we study billionaires. I only, I only follow that one for the Bitcoin ones. Yep. And even then I don't listen to every single one. Is that uh, uh who's that? Uh, Pish? Yeah. Press okay. and Pish. I, I generally, you know, very high percentage on that one, but then there's some, some topics like, like been doing a lot of ordinals lately and I'm just not interested. Uh, yeah. you know, whatever people are using block space. Yeah, JPEGs. I need these fees to go down, man. Yeah, I, we yeah, all bro. need these fees to I, go down. I need my one set for bite consolidation. Yeah, let's stop playing around with this bullshit. You know? Uh, so, <laughs> you know, that's just an example about, you know, I love all the, the pods I listen to or I wouldn't subscribe to them. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I was listening to, going back to your original opening statement, I was listening to uh, to Stack News and they were, uh, I think, I think Keon's selling his car or something. Somebody, okay. somebody was selling their car. And, and car was like, you know, I might buy it. And, uh, and then the conversation shifted to kind of what's the best car. And car said, well, the best car is a motorcycle. Mm. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's nice. Uh, I, I can, I can get on board with that. Cause obviously I ride. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but that was kind of funny. Um, you know, we're, Bitcoiners were like trying to minimize like Bingo. our possessions and, and our, you know, just kind of what we need to get on the move or go somewhere or whatever, just like in a, in a 
you know, sort of trending towards this perpetual state of being able to to move at any time or, or, yeah. or do anything. Because I think, you know, once you realize what is, you know, what it really is wealth, everything else starts to become unimportant. Absolutely. And, and just kind of fade off. And so yeah. you gradually just sort of shed these things. Like I saw, uh, you know, I scroll through Twitter a lot as, as many people do, but mm -hmm. saw one person who said they had basically downsized from living in a 12,000 square foot house to a 1200 square foot apartment. And it was Polish. like, a, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's like, man, you know, you got this many people sort of dematerializing possessions and things that are, they're just getting away from having all this stuff yeah. that, that really just kind of weighs you down. Um, yeah, didn't intend to talk about that, but yeah, it was, well, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon. It is. And, and my, my difference is, is somewhat wealth related or just finance related, not so much wealth related and, um, and location related. So never in my mind that I care about a bike. I'm from new England. Yeah. I mean, I need, uh, I need a Jeep Cherokee, any something, you know, F-150, something big. Yeah, you got to climb those Appalachian mountains. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get over. <laughs> and if you don't, and if you have a bike, it's probably going to be sitting in your garage most of the year or like a good part of the year. Uh, well, when you're in a spot that gets real cold, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or and, and even, then I don't, yeah. I don't know if you ever heard Pajos up in Massachusetts are just... I've heard the roads are disastrous up there. Another reason not to. So all those reasons were like, why would I do this? Yeah. Now, fast forward to today, I'm like, well, I don't want a second car note, mm -hmm. right? Because you're buying a car, at least a good car, you're going to have to get a car note for it. Sure. Um, so I could just buy the bike outright. I need flexibility, meaning I don't need to have the kids and everything, everybody going. I just need to jump in this thing and come into town or whatever it needs to be. And it's hot all the time. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the roads are awesome. Yeah. Which is funny, by the way. No state taxes, awesome roads. <laughs> yeah. Highest state taxes, <laughs> shitty ass roads. Yeah. But I digress on that one. That's a whole it nother looks topic. Like, it looks like somebody built a minefield underneath the highway and, you know, one by one, they're just going off. It's fucking crazy. I mean, the amount of like times in my life that somebody has called me or myself included and has been like, hey, I was on the highway, pop tire. I'll be late or I need to get help. Come get me. It's ridiculous. That's like, like a, that's like a, my dog ate my book homework. Like it's just, well, I put it this way in reverse. So out here, I think insurance companies should give you like awesome, like premiums or deals for windshields. Yeah. Cause out here is madness. I just replaced my windshield. Well, so, I mean, Texas, you know, we don't have basements cause there's rocks everywhere. And you know, those, <laughs> those 18 wheelers kick up them rocks as you're going down the highway and boom, there's a hole in your windshield. And then conversely up Northeast, the insurance should be like more tire shock, like yeah. that type of thing. I don't even know. If well, you also got to buy them. like snow tires and chains and all this it's stuff. It's fucking crazy up there. So why, Jeez. why get a bike? Right. And I didn't, yeah, we had a small garage that I pretty much use as a shelter, but I was just like, I didn't know where to put it. Yeah, well, I, I was stubborn. I didn't even buy a snow blower. Never mind a snowmobile. I was like, listen, my hands work. We're going to get the shovel. We're going to do it real time. Uh, but I don't, I don't even know how we got here because of Motorcycle. the bike. But seriously, off mic, I'm going to have to pick your brain sometime, yeah. you know, when we see each other. Because I want to know, like, you know, best best onboarding experience. Uh, meaning, like, what, where should I go for resources? Oh, how should I go about it? You have to go to somebody experienced, though. Because if you go yeah. to somebody new, they're going to give you all the fucked up shit. Yeah. Somebody experience is going to like kind of like speed that up for you. I'll give you a perfect. Another example, trying to pick up or start seeing if I'm interested in jujitsu. Mm -hmm. And I have the same situation. I have a really uh, shout out to Casey. I have a really cool person who's basically like, look, my wife and I are transforming our garage with mats and stuff into a little mm -hmm. you know, studio to teach. Yeah. We'll be more than happy to teach you and your wife. So that's going to be interesting. But the point is, I want to yeah. go to the people that know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't consider myself an expert, but I do know a thing or two. Been oh, ride, yeah. Riding for... 15 years or so. Um, well, you have so. no incentive to see me fuck up. 
Yeah, I actually am incentivized for you not to fuck her because I want you. At, <laughs> I want you at work, right on chain. We need to get not, them lending videos going. Not, not that like we're in any kind of org, org chart together or anything. You're you're on the other side, and uh, I'm on the other side. But but uh, you know, I, I dig the work you do, sir. And, yeah, got and you. I want you to have all your limbs and and everything. And so. we need lending videos on the site, so yeah, we, we're yeah, gonna yeah. work on those. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna work on that together. Right. But, so like that's my point. Like if I go to like a stranger or somebody who doesn't really care about my well being, they're probably gonna be like, look, yeah. motherfucker, bang 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 bang, go do that. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing on the money saving thing that I really particularly like yeah. uh, is that, um, um, how can I phrase this in a way where uh, I'm, it, it, I'm uncertain if uh, the, the, the toll plazas okay. can actually charge you if you ride on the stripe of the lane uh, divider thing. Get the fuck out of here. Because, <laughs> because, you know, the sensors are in the middle of the lanes and, you know, normally cars drive on the yeah. roads. And so it's like you have a, you know, 4,000 pound car driving over a sensor in the road. It triggers it and the light flashes and takes picture of your license plate and everything. Yeah. But if you don't have anything go over those sensors, what happens? I don't know. You, you don't know. know huh? We'll Maybe talk about it magic. off mic. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can talk about it off mic. Um, I got a feeling this is uh, from experience. <laughs> yeah, follow me for more money saving tips. Uh, so, uh, influence that. <laughs> so on on the note of of, of you know motorized vehicles. Yeah, uh, I've been wanting to share this for a while just because it's super fun. Sure. Uh, but a couple months ago, I went to uh, to the Coda. The racetrack circuit of the Americas here. Okay. And uh, and they have an actual go kart track there here in Austin. Here in Austin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's right out front of the the gate there, so you can go in and you can you know race go karts and everything. And so we had a we had an event where we had a a, a, a partner uh, that that we that we work with. They came in, they flew in, and and it was uh with our IRA team. Yeah. So went out to the to the track there, and uh, and I was you know so gung ho um, about it, and just you know I was just not taking my foot off the gas the whole time. <laughs> like I was just finding every excuse to just keep it floored which was fun and i got you know i beat everybody um and i got like the 16th all-time best time for a lot first time there, there. yeah first time <laughs> i've ever been ever been to the go-kart track there um and uh and it was so much fun and we did another heat and i didn't do as good that time i was you know maybe a half a second behind my first one but uh but the, the moral of the story here is be careful driving immediately afterward because you still got that go-kart mentality and you're not in a go-kart anymore oh like your actual car your actual car <laughs> i found myself like coming up on turns and like i'm starting to make the turn i'm like oh my god i'm going like 50 miles an hour i need to slow down like, holy geez. shit like, it, you're in this like mindset of like yeah. i'm still in the go-kart <laughs> and i can still just gun it and fly and you know you just just be careful that's uh <laughs> yeah you get into mario kart mode basically exactly yeah yeah. Exactly. that's probably most texans because from what i see <laughs> dude i mean some people out there they just you know blinkers are a suggestion and the lane is a suggestion and everything is a suggestion and they're just <laughs> they're just doing whatever they want i never heard of it like that yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you want to you can respect this but yeah, yeah that's texas freedom <laughs> yeah exactly you can eat a red light yeah it is what it is yeah that's hilarious well I know this is probably like 20 minutes in or whatever, 10 minutes in. <laughs> right. Introduction to the show, episode two, Under the Influence with Kev. You guys know who I am. Appreciate y'all for coming back. First time listeners, last time listeners. We appreciate you all the same. Perfect perfect time to remind y'all that everything Talking in Bits does, including Under the Influence, is badly for badly supported. And without good listeners like y'all, Kevin is going to have to sell his couch. Kevin is going to have to sell his table. And we want Kevin to have a couch and a table 
And if, once he does, I'm going to have to follow suit. <laughs> Honestly, I'd rather have Bitcoin, but we'll, 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 we can talk about that later. Sure, <laughs> sure. So he's going to sell the table and still take the sats. But either That's way, right. <laughs> now, nah, all joking aside, we appreciate every single person that, as I like to say, departs from their sats mm. uh, and is, is um, conscious enough to be able to make that exchange and is going to value from the show. I always appreciate that. Don't too. worry. We'll, we'll take good care of your sats. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for the, <laughs> who was the guy? <laughs> we were talking about it as he walked in. Uh, in the in the first episode of Under the Influence, go check that out. By the way, uh, at Vake boosted two thousand sets. This boost is for safekeeping. Please hold on to these sets and return them when I'm ready to retire. <laughs> well, Vake, we'll, we'll keep them nice and chilly in in, in cold storage. Yeah. yeah, Vake. Besides this boost that you got right here, this is the only receipt whatsoever that says that your sets were ever received. So. Um, it's safe to say you're not going to get them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can keep that there. People have boosted you. A few people gave you some love for that, but uh, those are going to go in cold storage, good sir. Thank you, Vic. Thank you, Vic. We appreciate the love. Um, but as you guys always know, um, I used to say on the show, delegates, uh, I actually forgot what I said. There was a, like a way I used to talk about people that would boost mm-hmm. comments and people that would like just like do the streaming, like not, not comment and basically just kind of have the sats per minute thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like the voters and the delegates, I yeah. believe is what it was. But either way, I appreciate you. I'm sure Kevin appreciates you and we're going to keep these rolling. And uh, Kevin put together a fantastic list that we're about to get into, yep. but I would be hard pressed to never intro the show. Yeah, sometimes uh, you just don't get through everything that you want to uh, yeah. every time. And, and some of these are, are things we wanted to talk about last time. And, you know, this particular one is, is faded a little bit. Um, I just call it bear market excitements. Okay. You know, you see all kinds of, you know, bad moves and collapses. and It's <laughs> one way to put it, know, bad moves. <laughs> yeah, bad move, man. I was you know, thinking disastrous moves, but okay, it would be nice. You <laughs> see those two, nuclear moves, you know, just all in the category of bad. And then, you know, outright collapse, which would probably be those nuclear moves. And then, you know, new beginnings, new, new companies, new ideas starting up. Uh, and then obviously growth of, of things that were already there that that were resilient enough uh, that were, you know, had, had planned well enough to to have staying power and Absolutely. they absorb the market share that's left behind by those that did not act responsibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll say. Um, you got so, examples? Give me some examples. I mean, just name and exchange. Uh, done. Uh, you know, yeah, exactly. They're all done. Yeah. Um, you know, Binance seems to be the next one that people are thinking about. We'll see what happens there. You know, there's some things coming out about them manipulating trading volumes of their own mm. token. And, um, you know, there's a reason that, that CZ has said he's not going to, you know, leverage their BNB token to borrow or use it as an asset or anything yeah. like that because he saw what happened to FTX. Uh, and, and how that all quickly just became air. Um, yeah. So, you know, a lot of things that, that, that people are realizing is, uh, you know, obviously not your keys, not your cheese, yeah. get it off the exchange. But not only that, um, you know, a lot of people are having the light bulb go off about collaborative custody. Yeah. Right? You know, you've got this, you've got this thing, this, this, uh, this responsibility that you have to bear as a Bitcoiner of being just uh, completely responsible for yourself and for your own wealth. Absolutely. Not a lot of people are comfortable for that. That's a little bit jarring for people having no backup, no partner, nobody. Um, and so there is this model, you know, obviously Unchained has been using it for quite a while. Sure. Collaborative yeah. custody. Yeah. Um, where they are a part of the multi-sig quorum. Yeah. Uh, they hold one of the keys, et cetera. 
uh, disclaimer, I work at Unchained, so does Jose. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, mean, pause you. They, they could go back to the Drew episode where, where Drew was on the show. Yeah. And Drew will explain to you that this was just a low time preference decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was the right one in retrospect. Right. But one that when they made it was kind of a toss up mm -hmm. at, at that point. But go ahead. Yeah. And there's, I think there's lessons here, right? You know, you want to be, um, you know, some people call it, you know, expensive to kill or yeah. um, hard to kill, or you, you just basically want to turn yourself into a cockroach without being, you know, ugly and, and disgusting. Yeah, like uh, Texas ones. Yeah. Like I found a, that out too, by the yeah. way. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh my God, Texas cockroach, man, they're, they're huge. Yeah, uh, crazy. It's it's so funny how, uh, anyways, off topic, <laughs> talking about bugs now. Damn cockroaches. Yeah, uh, but but make yourself, you know, as, as um, you know, as impervious to attack as, as possible or as yeah. resilient as possible and... You just don't get that by always relying on just yourself. Sure. Um, you know, sometimes there's there's a community aspect to it. You know, there's things like Fetty. Yeah. Um, you know, these these other, you know, federated sort of setups um, to, you know, disperse the the uh, the trust that you're placing, uh, you know, among many rather than just yourself or you and one other. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we we feel really good about our collaborative custody at Unchained, but it's not the only flavor. Uh, no, it's not. Okay. And then a good conversation that the, the, the folks can go back to. By the way, we, we record here at TFTC Studios at the beautiful Bitcoin Commons. Uh, but I say that because the conversation that Joe Kelly had uh, with Justin Moon uh, during the takeover about collaborative custody was a, a very good and concise conversation on, on what you're speaking about right mm -hmm. there. And two uh, products and companies from those two individuals that have actually a great example of growth, like you said, uh, have benefited um, from from what's been happening here, but sorry, I keep interrupting. I just want to. No, it's all good. It's good to good to you know plug that uh, content, interject and 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 yeah, provide some of that uh, extra context there. Uh, yeah. especially because I haven't uh, I haven't I didn't hear Joe's talk with Justin. Um, really good talk. And it's been a minute since I heard the that Drew episode here. So, um, but yeah, I mean, two years of working at Unchained, you like you just kind of understand yeah. this stuff, you know, intuitively now, and and you just see, um you know, kind of where it plugs into all of the, the failure points yeah. and, and is, you know, more advantageous to be, um, you know, utilizing that, that collaborative custody setup or multiple, uh, you have to have multiple things go wrong at the yeah. same time in order for you to experience loss. Well, you know, what's fascinating about that, Kevin, and we get exposed to this all the time, maybe more than the average person. And it's, um, it's actually humbling is, is like, um, not only that problem and figuring out, you know, how to make people aware that that solution to that problem exists, but explaining that to mm -hmm. people, right? Because to us, we walk around here and we talk about two or three quorums and we, we, we're literally just walking around talking about UTXO is a common phrase in this in these offices. Like we're speaking another language. A hundred percent. So like what I've been finding very fascinating, especially since moving over to the video and working more on like, you know, uh, with Tom on shout out to Tom and the visuals that are coming out of this mm -hmm. is, is that like I I, I'm very, I very strongly believe that Unchained not only has the best or, you know, arguably one of the best uh, collaborative custody solutions, but the explanation of how that works to the mm -hmm. average person, I think Unchained is leading the pack in that arena as well. You know, two plus years of concierge onboarding, I think it's almost four now, actually. Yeah. I have to ask Phil uh, to, to double check, but, you know, you, you've honed the the explanation you've honed the instruction you've you've picked up on the tells where you, you know when someone's not understanding something you can ask a clarifying question and you know i've i've observed one of these onboardings and, and seen how 
thorough it is and, yeah. and how much education is being imparted. And, uh, and it is a, a, a skill set to be able to deliver, you know, something that is not easily digestible and, and not only to deliver that in a short amount of time, but make it digestible within that amount of time yeah. uh, is, is certainly a challenge. But yeah, a lot of practice breeds that, um, you know, that, that fine tuned, yeah. uh, polished uh, result. Treasure chest, treasure maps, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. Fortunately, <laughs> keys are still keys. Yeah, know, yeah, but it, it, it makes to. so much damn sense. And everybody, I, I would hate for the person that sporadically listens to this show to basically just, oh, they, you know, every chance they get, they try to like shill unchained. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, I, I think it comes from a, from a place, especially every time you hear it on the show, is that like when something is really good, it's really fucking good. Yeah. Like, like it's one of those things, and I want people to understand that. Anybody, and, and hopefully it's the same for you. Before even working here, I was like super bullish on Unchained. Like it was, yeah. it just made sense. It was mm-hmm. like, holy crap. Like I could offset this key over and like de-risk a lot of different things and, and every decision sense. But I just wanted to say that because I bet you the like the sporadic listener is probably thinking like, of course they're going to say it's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, do your homework. It, it looks like it's, it's just going to become like, you know, Kleenex. And what I mean by that, because I'm sure you're like, yeah, well, what right, is right, Kevin right, talking right. about tissues? Is he crying? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> um, you know, everybody calls it a Kleenex. You know, yeah, you might call it a tissue yourself, but a lot of people will, will just like Coke, right? Yeah. I, I need a Coke. I would like, a, you know, to drink Coke or whatever. And it's like, well, they, they actually meant a Dr. Pepper or yeah, something yeah. like that. Where I'm it, from, it's, just, it's an eight ball. Sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Be careful where you say that. It, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that's funny. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you got multi-sig, you know, the assumption is going to be, yeah. you know, two of three yeah. or, you know, maybe three of five. There's going to be a sort of uh, colloquial, you know, adaptation of, of these things where, you know, you, like I can walk up to you and say multi-sig and you're probably thinking two or three unchained collaborative custody, all these things that yeah. that we are very familiar with and deal with every day. It's going to be like that for the rest of the public. Right now, when you say Bitcoin, people think Coinbase. Yeah. You know, they don't even think. A, a, a signing device that contains a private key that controls the, you know, the UTXOs inside of the addresses, you know, in this, you know, hierarchical deterministic wallet, you know, yeah. like nobody is thinking of that stuff. Nah, they're, yeah. It's just not there yet. Um, yeah. But eventually there, a standard will emerge and it looks like collaborative custody multi-sig is, is primed to, to take that standard spot because it's the only thing that through all of these collapses that has shown to be resilient to stand up to, um, you know, whatever's happening in the markets. Yeah. Um, you know, FTX collapses, multi-sig, unaffected. Yeah. Well, BlockFi well, collapses, multi-sig, unaffected. And, and, go, and getting stronger, right? Like the argument for multi-sig with those yeah. examples just becomes even stronger. Well, I mean, and we can use this opportunity, I'm not looking at the screen, but to segue to ledger devices, but like a multi-sig especially if you do collaborative custody mm. is always going to have its trade-offs. Yeah. And it seems like the way, you know, when you scale any, I'm sure monetary system, there's always going to be trade-offs mm-hmm. for certain things that you need to do. Money that you put underneath the pillow or under the mattress, as quote unquote, people like to say, is not the money that you're going out to try to get a loan on a house for. Right. Right. So like now in Bitcoin, if you want to use this as money, these trade-offs have to take place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this could be a good segue or a bad segue, <laughs> but the new ledger situation it's a trade-off. And, yeah. and when I, I, I think it's Pasquale's the gentleman's name, when I heard their, one of their lead leaders, I don't know what exactly his position is, uh, 
you know, jump on what Bitcoin did. By the way, mm -hmm. I never listened to what Bitcoin did. Yeah. Um, when when we earlier in the conversation when we were talking about that list, mm -hmm. what Bitcoin did always goes to the bottom. Ah. Like if there's an episode and I got like anything else, it's gonna go. But you know, I found it fascinating that he was able to because of Miami, he was able to get you know. Uh, uh, NBK there, he was able to get Odell there like, mm -hmm. you know, really quickly. And right. I'm like, this is going to be a matchup. Oh, yeah. It wasn't. It was pretty disappointing. I actually think Odell stayed quiet most of the time, which that's fair. I mean, you're kind of like the odd guy out there. Uh, you're the privacy guy, so we know where you stand. Uh, NBK is just being usual troll self, right? Like, uh, Love it. Love yeah, it. he has his wisdom, but he's a troll. I, didn't, I feel so. Uh, and then the Pasquale dude was basically explaining what is really going to be reality mm. uh, uh, upcoming up, which is the trade-offs of hardware wallets and devices. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and let's segue into the hardware wallets. Let, let the listeners who weren't paying attention know what's going on with Ledger. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of talk about this. Uh, I by no means consider myself an expert, but I feel familiar with, with what's going on here. Sure. Um, they're in, and obviously listening to various other podcasts that have already talked about this help. But, but with Ledger, um, they released a new service uh, called Ledger Recover, where if you lose your your seed and your uh, device, now you can reach out to them to recover. But the trade-off here is you have to dox yourself completely to them. Not that they didn't have a good amount of information on you already because of their existing software having to be installed on your computer and you having to use the internet, which can broadcast your IP address, which reveals your location. Yep. So, and, and then if they have your location, they can look up the address and then see you own the house. And it's like, oh yeah, that's probably this guy. Yeah. Um, so, but now you're, you're overtly giving that, giving that up uh, yeah. and you're having to identify yourself. Uh, and then what Ledger does is it then shards the seeds, shards, sorry, shard, there you are, sharding, they're sharding the seed out everywhere Yeah. Uh, to, uh, not everywhere, but to three separate companies, right? They use yeah. Shamir's secret sharing, uh, which, you know, had tip to, to Odell, you know, that may be the trade-off that Ledger made because they want to support things other than Bitcoin uh, on their devices. Yep. And so because of that, you don't have native multi-sig across all those other coins uh, like you do with Bitcoin. So, you know, there was not a, in, in this case, the one size fits all solution for them was using this Shamir uh, right. sharding, which is like you break up your, your seed into three parts, A, B, and C, and the three parts uh, get combined uh, in, in different ways to make up three shards. So you have A, B, and C um, originally, then you have one version that's like part of A and part of B, one version that's part of B and part of C, and one version that's part of A and part of C, right. such that you can combine any two of the three to get the full seed. Yep. Now, the difference there um, is, is you got to have, uh, as opposed to multi-sig, you got to have like all that private key information together in one piece on one machine to sign Crazy. a transaction yeah. versus, you know, uh, being able to, um, you know, segregate your yeah. your signing uh, so it's, device. Uh, so it's collaborative custody for your seed. It because they're splitting it up in three companies, and it's only one seed. Yeah, I mean that's it, wild. It, or collaborative theft. I mean because <laughs> <laughs> because that can totally happen how, too. How how strong of an argument? Like how 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 strong is the foundation for Ledger to say? And I've heard them say this a few times, even in that conversation, to basically say, well, that all that stuff could already be done before. Like all the doxing, yeah. all the stuff in the back, like, 
because I've heard it a few times yeah. and, and, and it kind of poses a really good point, which is like, okay, now, you know, mm-hmm. nothing has changed. Yeah, it's true. How do you know that that device that you purchased isn't, you know, loaded with malicious, you know, software that's, that's going to, you know, basically spend all your Bitcoin to an yeah. address that you don't control. Uh, and they're right. Like, you know, yeah. Trezor and Ledger, very identical in this regard of you're, you're trusting them. You don't have any average person has no way to verify. Not that everybody has to know how to, you know, uh, verify code or, or be able to, you know, verify the build or, you know, use a PGP key or anything like that. Yeah. General public has no idea about any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, t- man, I listened to the TFT episode on this so recently that I'm almost just regurgitating it. But um, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But uh, um, if you think about yeah, it, everything in the space is repeated. Yeah. Just, right. Yeah, everybody's talking about the same shit. Uh, but uh, oh, man. I, and I lost my train of thought a little bit. My fault. But, I, I threw, threw you off. But no, it's all good. Well, listen, uh, at the end of the way, it, it, just in case you can't recover yeah. your thought, at the end of the way, at the end of the day, it's fuckery. Yeah. It's fuckery. And I think. Sort of like Peter McCormick. I'm sorry, I keep bringing Peter McCormick up. But I kind of think that some people in some companies just understand how to play the bad guy and work it to their advantage. I really do. Huh. I really think that it's like, I, I, maybe I'm biased because I grew up watching wrestling and people that listen to the show have, have heard me say this example a thousand times. It's very advantageous to know when to be the good guy and mm-hmm. when to be the bad guy. So is this kind of uh, drawing some parallels with the whole DCG, GBTC, Genesis situation where... What is that situation? With fuckery, it sounds like? Uh, <laughs> Everything I heard I mean, there was like, yeah, fuckery. There was, there was a headline the other day that uh, the the Winklevii are essentially weighing whether or not to declare them in default or um, give them additional time to... Declare who in default? Um, okay. So... Genesis owes yep. Gemini okay. earn users like billion dollars or something. I don't even remember the yeah. amount now. Um, but uh, it, so basically like they're, they're not paying them up. So yeah. they're basically heading for default. And once default is declared, maybe there's a liquidation or something that, that occurs or some judgment. I don't know exactly yeah. how that's going to go down. But that's fiat fuckery. But but this whole time, fuckery. I call that trader fuckery. Yeah, but yeah. this whole time, you know, DCG and and uh, and and um, uh, has really just been blaming like the SEC yeah. uh, for everything and trying to you know shift attention away from them and deflect and you know uh, walk this line. And and again on Peter McCormick's pod, that guy uh, Sonnenshine uh, really. It was it was really clear he was he was on PR tour kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just like the official narrative of the the perspective of DCG being being expressed. And, yeah. and you know, Peter, kudos to him for this man. He picked up on it and just was not having any of it. And yeah. you could tell he was just like really uh dissatisfied with with, with the outcome of, yeah. of, of, of that interaction. But um but I think like to your point, they're just you know not being upfront, transparent. Um, well, in this case with Ledger saying that you could always uh, have your stuff stolen from you, that is pretty transparent. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but they, you know, everyone's going to do what suits them at the time that, that suits them. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's a very rare quality to find somebody that is just like completely morally straight and, you know, has no no blemishes to their record or anything and, and never acts selfishly or anything like yeah, that. So, yeah. 
you almost want to expect that as a baseline. And that's why we have that saying, you know, don't trust verify. Uh, and the, the ignorance of humans, because I mean, what allows us to go from, you know, driving a motorcycle to being in the sky in the tube mm. right like it is that humans always seem to want to overdo themselves mm. so ledger is doing that same exact thing where it's like it works but we just want to add shit on top of shit that would i don't know increase that number or that bottom line but also get further away from what it is we're trying to protect here well you want to attract the widest amount of of clients right you don't you don't want to narrow yourself down because that's less money that's less revenue yeah that's but I got, I, if we want to talk about numbers and i'm not in their offices of course i'm nowhere near that situation but if you want to talk numbers i'm gonna say that a, if we're looking at a pie chart a majority of your buyers are bitcoiners uh, buying ledger devices or yeah. okay just gotcha. hardware devices in general yeah. like i know other coins are supported but like in other coin land most people don't seem to give a shit about custody yeah so your ledger sales are probably being pushed by bitcoin so, so basically what you know the, the 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 common ground here i think is what i what i feel like i'm picking up here is that uh when when a ledger is purchased bitcoin is is getting secured by the private key on there one way or another there's yeah. going to be bitcoin secured but also there might be something else. Sure, right. So what Ledger's best, and if, if you're large, if, if you're betting on revenue from sold devices, mm -hmm. right, guys, I don't know what other revenue streams they have, but if you're betting on revenue from sold devices, you want to, I guess, do what MVK did and you want to take care of the Bitcoiners. You want to live the ethos of them because ultimately if you build products for them, mm -hmm. coin kite, coin kite, coin kite, yeah. they will buy it. So it just trips me out. And maybe I'm just not a shit corner, so I don't understand how much of an impact those sales are to Ledger. Mm -hmm. But it just seems crazy to me, crazy to me that you would have this big of a blunder, that your leadership team would approve all of this stuff, and that you would continue to deviate further and further away from that big slice on the pie chart, which are Bitcoiners. Well, it kind of goes back to, you know, just the education level, right? If people understood that Bitcoin was the only legitimate thing to be messing around with. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't have these devices supporting all these other things because there wouldn't be any markets for them. There wouldn't be, right. you know, there would be no one there. Like, why are you going to buy a pizza for a party when nobody's at the party? Like, well, listen, listen, Trezor, if you're listening, <laughs> which you're probably not, if you're listening to this little small podcast called Talking in Bits, Ledger, if you're listening, create a Bitcoin only device, stick to the ethos. You can have the other devices do all the shit cornery stuff. You can still be exposed to those markets, but it's very fucking simple to open source the fucking wallet and do Bitcoin shit for the custody enthusiast out there. Nobody is buying a ledger to trade their Bitcoin. Nobody's buying a ledger to try to go to the farmer's market. We have better technology for that. Stop wasting your fucking resources on doing this stupid shit. But Jose... They, they made Bitcoin only versions for both of them. You know, you got, Fuck you that. got, you got the Bitcoin app for Ledger and then you got, you know, Bitcoin only mode no. on Trezor. You just flip the buttons, right? Like, and then it's all good. I will continue to buy a fucking code card if you guys continue to fuck around and support this other stuff. Because listen, it is, it must be resource intensive. It must be resource intensive to have to support all types of coins. Yeah. It makes you wonder, um, you know, just how thorough some of the security is. I'm a little bit biased from client happen, services days. If they're having to spread 
themselves that thin and support you know a thousand tokens and nfts and you know all this other junk yeah you know and then you look at it as like well bitcoiners don't want to be funding development of all this other stuff we're not interested in that and i don't want to see that sh nonsense on my screen when i go and set up my trusted device man mm -hmm. stop showing me the other fucking coins and maybe i'm jaded i said bias but i meant j maybe i'm jaded from client services days try to plug in the treasure to a Chrome browser and let me know what pops out. It's going to be some shit going down. I'm telling you that right now, which tells me your support team is spread thin and they're not focused on the right things because they may be focused on Ethereum or something else. I don't know. My favorite line in this show and in life is I don't know shit about shit, mm. but I can theorize. Yeah. <laughs> I could put two and two together and sometimes I'm right. Ledger, Treasure, if you're listening, stop going around with this fucking bullshit because all I think about is like Mt. Gox type big scale rug pull. One day I fear that Ledger owners or maybe even Trezor owners will get rug pulled with this backdoor bullshit because mm -hmm. we all trusted it and we shouldn't trust anybody. Yeah. I digress. That could actually be a really good segue to go into uh, we kind of did actually, right? But why multi-sig is now very important in these ledger situations. It's kind now. of a weave. It's a tapestry. Okay, know, it's a braid. Shout just, out to Buck. It's a braid. Oh, hey, look shout at out that. to Buck. Let's go. I appreciate that. Damn, we need some fucking sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, let's uh, let's try to touch on that. Maybe we don't talk on it for too long. Mm -hmm. um, but if ledger wore the rug pull, how does custodial, um, collaborative custody, or just multi-sig? Let's get away from collaborative custody. How does multi-sig protect the potential ledger rug pull? So with, with Ledger, you know, you're, you're trusting three separate entities. Uh, you're also trusting Ledger uh, because, you know, they have the, the sort of key that will decrypt your, your shards that have been sent out elsewhere because mm. you don't have the decryption key anymore because assuming you lost your device or maybe you smashed it with a hammer like everybody else on Twitter. Do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but the difference here is like, you know, you, you have that one private key and that's it. Once that's assembled, whoever has it, it's, you know, it's the, it's the uh, infinity gauntlet or whatever. Like you snap your fingers and boom, yep. stuff is happening. Um, with multi-sig, you've got to assemble three separate keys or rather two separate keys uh, of the three total. Um, and, and that's, you know, you don't have to have them all together at once. Uh, so you can lose one of those keys and you're still okay. Um, just like losing one of those shards and you're still okay. Um, but the, the, I, I guess the, the difference here is that you don't like with multi-sig, you don't have to necessarily, uh, it's just a different setup because you've got ledger that's, that's corporatized it. You know, you're trusting entities and entities can be subpoenaed and subpoenas are trivial. Yeah. And, and a lot of times they don't even do that. They just purchase yeah. information or they do some other sneaky backdoor way of, of you know, skirting around, having to violate your Fourth Amendment right um, and, and, you know, due process and everything uh, to seize your assets. Uh, so it, it's, it's a bit more difficult to do that when your keys are not in the hands of, of trusted third parties. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they're, you know, physically segregated. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the key advantage there. Um, in, you know, pun intended, but uh, you know, you've also got your wallet coordination file or your yep. descriptor, uh, your wallet descriptor that you have to maintain as well. So even if two of the three keys do get somehow acquired, as long as you still have access to two of them and they haven't got that coordination file, you can still recover to a new setup. Right. Um, you don't have any of those additional 
safeguards with this Shamir uh, thing that that's going on. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens, man. The Pasquale dude, I believe that's his name. He was leaning on the fence of like, people just don't want to hold keys. And he may be right because, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Like, that's the point is that people want convenience over mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. And then so what they did, it was like this middle level. I believe they talked about it during the show where it was like, well, there's like the people that just don't want to deal with it at all. It's on an exchange. Mm -hmm. right? And then now there's this new breed that Ledger is trying to claim, which is like, you're still protected by private keys, but you don't have to worry about the private keys. We got your back. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the full on like multi-sig off online, that type of character. I guess there's market share for all of that. But like, I think the one in the middle defies the point between them, like, if that makes sense. Right. So yeah. like the, the one where you're giving the private keys and trusting somebody with that defies the whole point of custody to begin with. Right. Now it's just gone. Yeah. So it's a little bit more convenient, but you're just closer to, I like, they just became Coinbase. I mean, very weird. It, it's, it's just like, but they kind of like, they give you this like for gazy feeling of like, no, nah, nah, you got the private keys. The Coinbase doesn't give you that feeling. Coinbase is like, what are private keys? <laughs> it's gone. Maybe they're like, what are private keys? <laughs> yeah. These guys are like, we'll tell you what a private key does and we'll make you think that you're in possession of them. Yeah. But we you we are in possession. I don't mm -hmm. know, man. It's it's fuckery. I do want to say that like the ledger experience, besides all the fuckery, is a nice one. The device mm -hmm. is a good device. Uh, yeah. Not so much the SDX. Mm -hmm. uh, good device experience is really nice um, on the Unchained platform. The key checks run really nice. I, I like it. But ultimately, stop playing fuckery. You know, sometimes it's about the right decision, not the bottom line decision. Yeah. You know what ledger works really well with? What Sparrow. Does it? Yeah. I see, well, uh, Sparrow just works really well in general. It's true. Regardless Shout out of to Ledger. Craig. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, the Ledger device is a well-built device. Mm -hmm. um, it's clean looking. I like my little Nano S. Well, I used to. Not as much anymore these days. And yeah. definitely got to gotta get get off of that thing. Yeah, Ledger yeah. was my first device when I yeah. first got into single sig storage. I mean, I just bought it. I thought I was badass. The breach happened and then I didn't feel so great. I bought mine after the breach. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, yeah. and specifically had it shipped to work. Um, or nice. no, I had, a, I, I did not have it shipped to my house. I had it somewhere. I forget where, but, uh, yeah. but anyway, um, and, and then, uh, I, I just bought it just to, out of curiosity because I had only used a Trezor, uh, up until then. And, uh, and, you know, we support two other types of devices here at Unchained. I was like, well, I need to learn somehow. So yeah. I bought one, started playing around with it, started to like it, saw Sparrow, all this. Now this comes out I'm like, well, Best thing you could use a ledger for now, in my opinion, is uh, is is part of a, a key quorum. And yeah. even then, you know, you still have a little bit of uneasiness uh, because you know that one of your private keys is potentially, um, you know, exposed. Sitting in cyberspace. Yeah, that's not that's not a comfortable feeling. And apart from subpoenas and everything, let's just let's just remember it was not that long ago. What was it? Six months ago, that LastPass was hacked. True. Right. Good point. And Good point. and then like. A month or two later, you're starting to see things about oh, people were were losing their their cryptos because uh, they well, some people were losing Bitcoin too. Fun uh, fact: they were already losing before they bought the yeah the exactly cryptos. yeah exactly. <laughs> but but they're saying you know LastPass was the only place I stored my private key yeah, and now my stuff's gone. And it's like well, okay, well maybe LastPass en encryption is not all that cracked up to be. For well, sure. what about your encryption with this Shamir thing? Like, so what? That Ledger has the decryption key. If somebody hacks that, great. Now you've got a giant problem because if if two of those entities that yeah. that these these uh, this key 
uh, material is being stored with. Yeah. If any two of those go down, that's it. That's it for every single person that has a corresponding shard at each of those uh, entities. And, you know, maybe they're using more than three so that they can avoid that risk altogether. But, uh, you know, Equifax was, was breached and that was like, they literally have everybody's social security number. Like that's supposed to be like really important information to keep, keep secret and I keep, felt like keep it used away. to be, by the way. It, it did. Uh, well, actually, it kind of just no, seems no, no. Like a phone it's number. actually the reverse. Uh, people used to put their social security number on their checks. Really? Like if I wrote you a check for, yeah. you know, if it was 1947. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it was back in 1947, <laughs> I was writing you a check. You probably see my social security number on the face of that check. I, my parents, I remember the days seeing their socials printed on the checks. Interesting. And, and you know, that's within my lifetime. Yeah. And then all of a sudden identity theft was a thing because the internet came out and it was like, yeah. you know, people could do everything from across the world. Yeah. Blame it on porn. hundred yeah, percent. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Get them credit cards back up there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, multisig definitely a lot more comfortable feeling because uh, you, can, so. you can rotate out a key at any time. You can't rotate out a part of your private key. You have to completely swap keys yeah. uh, if you're if you're on that Shamir thing because yeah. uh, there's there's you, you can't you can't rotate out part of your seed. Like it's just not it's a, it's a different private key at that point or yeah. not one at all. Yeah, uh, because of of how it works. Um, so it's it's messy. It's it's a bad decision. Uh, well, who knows? They're probably swimming in money, so they'll they'll defer. Uh, but it's a bad decision. I think one step forward, one step back for Ledger. I mean, one step forward. You uh, well, they had a few good steps forward. Mm-hmm. One of their recent updates, not this one, was a really great update. Uh, but even before that, like I, I've, I've you can hear me on the show talking about how great I feel that they're penetrating retail markets. Mm-hmm. And allowing, literally, being able to drive down and grab a device. I think yeah. that that has to do with adoption. So huge step forward. As a, as a footnote here, I, I you know again remembering uh, other podcasts that I listened to. I think they've they've rolled back their their plans for this whole ledger recover thing as as a result of all the blowback. It makes no fucking sense. And they've pivoted and said we're going to focus on open source. It's almost as it's almost that's huge for them. And 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 I think ultimately it will make a better ledger product. Yeah. When all said and done, if they do go that route, but it kind of just reminds you of what Casa did. Like the announcement mm-hmm. level of impact was what Casa did with the Ethereum ad. It was like yeah. what? Yeah. Why? It was one of those like why situations. And like, this is this is another note I have here. You yeah. know, we, we talked about people waking up to Bitcoin only devices and multisig, but but there's this clash of philosophy and funding. You know, if if Schooling. you're not supporting all of the shit coins out there, you're not gonna get that VC money. Bullshit. And, huh? Bullshit. Oh well, okay. Let me just caveat that because I work at a company that literally just got funded. Well, we don't support those shit coins. Literally last week, Solo Rip, I was talking about how that's FUD. I mean, you talk about Strike, you talk about River, you talk mm-hmm. about Unchained. Yeah. You, like there's money being thrown out there in sure. well put places, by the yeah. way. Like all those that I just named there were awesome like mm-hmm. and well-deserved of their money. These are also companies that have been around a minute. Yeah. And they've weathered multiple bear markets. And they're Bitcoin only. And they're Bitcoin only. So there is some some signal being being perceived and, and received out there, but but you know the, all the volatility. There's you know, shit coins are even more volatile than Bitcoin. So there's a lot more, uh, yeah. You know, a lot more spread, a lot more activity, a lot more degen activity kind of thing going on. So that's where the the attention is is at for for some of these VCs. Um, you know, there are more and more Bitcoin only VCs coming that have paid attention long enough and, and seen what happens, uh, a cycle after cycle after cycle, you know, you look at that one table that shows you the top 
cryptos every single year ranked against Bitcoin, which is still number one every single year. And almost every single year, there is a different crypto at the number two spot, which and and then ones that started out at the number two spot are now not even in the top 10. You just kind of see that pattern play out over and over and over again. And it just kind of reminds me of, you know, like much like the Cantillon effect, you know, kind of sucks all of the wealth out of the the rest of the population and kind of funnels it to the people that are first to access the newly created money. Bitcoin is is sucking all of the value out of each and every single one of these these shit coins one by one. Um, but it's not really Bitcoin doing it. It's people who know that Bitcoin is the answer. Yeah. And they're still playing around in shit coins because they know that the new people coming in are their exit liquidity. And they're just going to keep walking right. up to the slot machine and hitting a winning jackpot right. every single time. It is, it is um, you know, every Bitcoiner that, that, that is Bitcoin only yeah. uh, had the phase of going through shit coins and then they learned. They yeah. got burned. They were exit liquidity at one point and then they learned and got out into you know, what's, what's actually really valuable and, and and durable and going to be here, you know, for your grandkids and, and after yeah. your grandkids are dead too. Um, for sure. And so. the variable as a, as a venture capitalist to basically uh, like the variable of how long am I expecting my return? So mm-hmm. like literally, like you just said, the liquidity is so hot and so fast and shit coins that if the venture capitalist sets out to get X return quickly, mm-hmm. then he's not going to be in Bitcoin. He's going to yeah. go and like you said, cash out, slot machine it. And then, you know, to the the low time preference nature of Bitcoin, if you're a VC that's basically saying, well, I, I could wait for this return. It's OK. Uh, then you're most likely going to be in the Bitcoin yeah. space. It's uh, definitely a time preference at play yeah. there for sure. Yeah. And and VCs navigate in different ways. There is those guys that want the fast return, but there is a lot of experienced mm-hmm. guys that could sit in the sideline on their beach yeah. with their butler uh, and wait for that return. There, there's also the guys that <laughs> are content to sit there and lose like two and three and five percent every single year if they know that on the sixth year one of their bets is going to play off and they'll make 600 percent and and they're they're sitting here with this low time preference and they know like nothing's going to be perfect forever i feel like there's a storm brewing in this section of the market i'm watching these companies i'm watching to see their earnings i'm watching to see you know their filings and all this other stuff because you you just have this feeling but you the win is always the unknown yeah and then as it gets closer and closer they start to get more convicted in their bets, start to maybe even appear a little bit more wrong, yep. but they don't lose it. And then eventually uh, it plays out just like they, you know, had anticipated and and they exit and everybody, all the investors get paid and, you know, they are rewarded for their long time preference and sound decision making. Sure. Uh, I forget the exact company, but there was there was one very recently, I think it was last year or the year before that just came out and and had just creamed everybody uh, in, 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 in COVID basically, cause yeah. they knew there was a bubble and, and, uh, and they, they took advantage, um, kind of like a Michael Burry situation, but like on a comp, on a fund level, gotcha. uh, with investors and things. And I know he had a fund as well, but I know he, a lot of it was his own stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So speaking of markets and things, uh, unless you yeah, anything else to, 
No, no, no. I got nothing else. You're about to school me at markets. I don't, I don't follow no, markets. No, no. I'm definitely not a, a schooler. We need to get Parker Lewis in here for that. Yeah, we did. Uh, Where's Parker? Everybody got the little Memorial Day head start. It's pretty dry here in the comments today. But go ahead. Yeah, for real, man. It was it was empty today. There was yeah. just... I, I, Sorry, was, man. I was the first one in the office today. Yeah. That never happens. You should, yeah, you should never say that out loud either. <laughs> <laughs> too, too eager to get to Lessons. work. Uh, yeah, that was a tifu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we're... we're Every, this is the season of, uh, of bank failures. I, I was almost about to say like, every time we come on this pod, there's a bank failure. And it's like, this is the second episode. Can't yeah. like chill out. Uh, but you're right there. They're falling all but, over, but go ahead. But last time, you know, we had already had like four, uh, or five, I think like four collapse. And then, uh, cause there was all the S's that happened like sort of at the beginning of last year, beginning of this and end of last year, beginning of this year. And then, um, uh, now we've had first Republic. Uh, there was even some, I don't know if Pacific West went, went under or not. That was one that everybody was watching, but you know, first Republic just got purchased. <laughs> it's so funny, uh, how, how history, it, you know, this time history actually repeated itself. Mm. It didn't just rhyme. It, it repeated itself <laughs> verbatim. Yeah. I know this because I was there the first time that it happened. I was working for a bank called Washington Mutual. Uh, and this is definitely, you know, I just definitely doxed, uh, everything that I never wanted to, but we'll keep the story going. Uh, and they were purchased by, uh, JP Morgan Chase in 2008. Um, and, uh, and that was September, 2008, went to work on a, on a Saturday, closed up shop, came back to work on Monday and I was a Chase employee. Um, so, so you saw that, that biggest bank failure happen back in 08. And now the second biggest bank failure has happened First Republic Bank and who acquired them? None other than JP Morgan. Um, and so you're you're seeing now they've absorbed the top two biggest bank failures ever in the history of banking in the US. Uh, and they've just gotten that much bigger. Uh, and you know, they have essentially so many more assets to play with and move markets and cheat and do all these other things that they've done over the years that they admit no wrongdoing for, but still end up paying tons of money for. Uh, and all of these, uh, you know, stories come out showing that, yeah, there's evidence to, to show that they've actually done these things that they're being accused of and they're being slapped on the wrist. Um, so, uh, you know, these I put on here, uh, the collapses will continue until morale improves. All, <laughs> all banks are insolvent. Uh, uh. And, and they, they really are. Um, you know, if you wanted to, if everybody wanted to go get their money at once, they couldn't. Yeah, it's it's just like you know we talked about this on the last pod. You know, your money's here in Susie's house, your money's here in Joanna's house, and and Phil and all these other people. Um, and and so what are they going to do when that keeps happening? And it is still happening, but you're not seeing it like the 20s and 30s because, uh, or really 29, uh, because people can do it online. They don't have to walk to the bank. Not only that, they don't have time to go to the bank because they got two jobs because the money's broken. Yeah, uh, you know and. They, and it's why we're here in the first place. Um, so, you know, you, you, you don't even know when these things are happening. Uh, it happens in a matter of hours. Uh, and then, you know, at the beginning of the day, a bank has deposits. And at the end of the day, they don't. And they're borrowing from the Fed or they're using that BTFP uh, program to, you know, acquire deposit or acquire dollars again so that they can just give them out to their depositors. Give the people back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so this is, yeah, this is definitely going to continue. 
Um, yeah. It ain't it ain't over yet. Rates are still way up there. Yeah. There's not this easy money sloshing around to cover up your mistakes and and bad judgments and everything and kind of get you by. It's you know you're in the desert now, and if you didn't bring water, you're about to croak. You're about to croak when nobody around you is gonna croak. As you're saying that, maybe this is something that everybody's talked about and I just missed it. But the correlation there of like uh, human programming, meaning people just don't want to hold cash. They don't want to custody their cash. They don't want to custody their Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. They just want to put it somewhere yeah. where they can just do -do 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 and just magically interact with shit. There was that video at the, at the Bitcoin conference, uh, which I didn't even have that on my list here because I didn't go, but, Me neither. Uh, but I've, I've seen some clips coming out of there and, and uh, I think it was day one this dude and not even day one day zero the industry day or whale day or whatever where all the you sure. know all the rich people show up all the influencers show up and everything mm. um they uh th this guy who was at the main desk uh, was talking about how he doesn't he didn't want the responsibility of holding his own keys because he wanted to be able to go and point his finger at someone who lost his bitcoin if if something bad happened and say you know i'm coming after you and you know you, you're going to be the one to pay me back and i'm like I'm sitting here thinking i'm like Okay, so not only did they lose your Bitcoin, but if they're a company, they probably lost other people's Bitcoin too. Bitcoin is scarce, it's finite. How are they going to pay you back exactly? And how are you going to go after them? You, they got a legal team, buddy. Like this, this, this is, you know, ostensibly we're talking about a, a custodian here that has a compliance team, that has a legal team, that has all this stuff set up. You're not going after nothing. When you're that getting, ever works? You're getting pennies on the dollar. You're lining up like the guys at BlockFi and FTX and Celsius and... God, MT Gox people still ain't got their money yet. Like, good luck, man. Good luck. I'll yeah. see you in 10 years. Let me know if you got your Bitcoin back yet. But it's the same thing with the banks, man. It's like we've been, we and everybody and their mother's mother has been warning populations of, at scale that the bank runs are happening and they will happen. Mm -hmm. They're actually here. They're actually happening. And people are still like, you know, my mobile banking app opens up and I still see my little fancy numbers there and it makes me feel proud. And Yeah. And there's something in that too because... If that is is that if that is the mindset that is well known out there, then yeah. the people who 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 have the ability to either make those numbers disappear from that screen or just make them not go as far, they're gonna think, okay, so this person, these numbers on the screen are important to them. Great, they'll stay there. Yeah, they'll stay there. But you know, they just may. Uh, you know, get subtracted at, at much faster rates than before when you yeah. go out to the grocery store, when you yeah. go out to have some fun, when you go out on vacation or whatever. Sure. But those numbers are still there. Yeah. It's fine. That's not going anywhere. That's not going anywhere, Jose. You're yeah. going to be okay. It's going to be all good. All right. You know, and we're just going to freeze your ass. <laughs> you ain't got nothing just, now. Well, that's, that's a different thing. Uh, yeah. yeah but, but that's but an certainly issue. possible. That's yeah. an issue. And, uh, it, you know, because if you were to, if somebody had $10,000 in their account right now, you just mm -hmm. line up five people in this room and you say, um, you know, you just split them up. You know, you hold 10,000 in cash in your house. You hold mm -hmm. 10,000. You keep it in the bank. You keep it in the bank. Like the ones that you tell to take the 10,000 and put it in their house, they're going to fight you and they're going to tell you why mm -hmm. it's going to burn. It's yeah. I'm going to lose it. I'm exactly. going to get robbed for it. I'm going to get, and yeah. all of those, I guess could happen. But what I call excuses are basically just so you don't actually have to be responsible to hold the fucking money. Yeah, because, you know, so what? It's going to burn. Get a fireproof safe. Bury it in the ground. There's other solutions. Do something. You know, yeah. pun punch it in steel. Oh, no, that's Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> multi-sig your money, right? Put 2000 over here, two yeah. right? Like, just split it up so you don't have a yeah. single. I don't know. But I guarantee you that those people that you designate are going to have something to say about it. 
Like I don't want to do that. Well, I tell you what, if I was in India, I would be I would be punching you in the face. You know why? For ten thousand? <laughs> Damn. Well, no, nah, man. Especially if they were all in hundred dollar bills. Because <laughs> guess what? In twenty sixteen, overnight, the central bank of India just declared them worthless. Oh, so yeah, now see. you got all that money in your mattress. Well, no, it's actually just toilet paper now. Jose. That's some nonsense. You ain't got to worry about the the sold out uh, uh, aisles in the grocery store anymore. Yeah, yeah, we don't want know? this nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's scary. See, so that's dumb. Or governments, I should say, uh, forcing you to not want to self custody because yeah. that that's what's gonna happen. It's like, ha ha, yeah. you think you got one up on me because you got yeah. it under the mattress? Yeah. It ain't worth shit. <laughs> exactly. We got you. Exactly. We got them. Rug pulled. Hey, so yeah, see, that's different. <laughs> um, but the scarcity of Bitcoin would allow that to not happen the other way around. Like if I self custody my Bitcoin, mm -hmm. nobody can say, aha, worthless. That's true because one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you know, Bitcoin gets hacked and then I think immediately it'll be worthless. I'm pretty sure the masses would run away from Bitcoin if oh, it had a major flaw. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, all, all of your all of your foundational belief about how yeah. Bitcoin works would be shattered. It would be right. catastrophic. Yeah. Like if like the only way you can get rug pulled in that custody situation with Bitcoin would be as if tomorrow it was like, oh no, now there's twenty two million. Then it's like I'm good. We're out mm. of this game. That's yeah. That's that's definitely an exit signal. I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. Listen, if we wake up tomorrow and get a Twitter that says, "Yeah, Bitcoin twenty two million. Hey, as long as my node is still spitting out what it should be, then then I'm gonna. Well, you better hope stay. other people have I'm consensus a, on twenty one. I'll be yelling. I'll be yelling fud. You yeah. Know? Once. Yeah. That's scary to you. And I'll also be turning around and scooping up those cheap sets from everybody selling and panicking. Well, listen, if, if the majority goes to 22 million, your note is now by itself. <laughs> That's true. And now your 21 is worthless. Well, everybody can join me. Go back to the old <sighs> rules. It's all good. I don't know. That's scary to think about. I know it won't happen. Uh, and I believe one of, I don't remember the title, but one of Parker's most recent writings was basically like every 10 minutes we get confirmation yeah. that this is working. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, we don't have to wait for it. Exactly. Uh, I think he compares it, was, it, it was, to like. It was, it was in, I think it was in response to Jamie Dimon. Well, might have it, been. It, not even because he said it so many times before. And has written True. in in the gradually, then suddenly. Oh, you mean uh, the Federalist Papers? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, They're on it, that level, just, though. It's just every block, as long as that uh, you know the subsidy is is or sorry, uh, is, is subsidy the right word? I think it is uh, the block subsidy. As long as that is is still the correct number, I think right now six point two five. Yeah. After some time, uh, at some point, or probably by this point next year, it'll be three point one two five. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, uh, as long as those things, those constants still continue to happen, then you know that the that the system is still functioning the as rules normal. Are yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to like fiat congregations where they meet. I forgot mm -hmm. the number, like once a year, and yeah. you don't know shit about shit about what's going on. You find out years later about the decision. Well, uh, I don't know. That might be Davos you're talking about because if the Fed meets like every other month or something. Yeah, I forgot what it was. But the point was is that you know you, you need to wait, and then even what happens in that room, you will still wait even further to find out what happened in that room. Oh right? yeah, because everybody's got to set their own trades up and everything. And yeah, get it all set oh, perfectly. Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they got to vote for you. Nancy Pelosi's got to put her trades in. You know, you know? that's the thing though. It, it, she is like the the front facing part of that, like what I call insider trading. But they all do it. They're oh, all yeah. masters of it. All of them. She's just top dog of it. Yeah. But they're sure. all masters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. And, and they're all, you know, politicians are way better than Warren Buffett. I mean, I wonder why. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but but that's you, you just look at their returns and there's, you know, Nancy, Nancy's story is just not not uncommon. I've never been rich and I've never been a successful investor, um, but I've never seen the homage to Warren Buffett. Like mm -hmm. it's like a fiat God. And it's yeah. like, well, I don't really give a shit about fiat or their gods. So it's like every time I like it seems to like 
drop into Twitter, Bitcoin Twitter, and it's like, oh, Buffett, or mm. uh, why are we so? Yeah. Like, you lost already, good sir. Like, yeah. I don't care how much money you got, you've lost already just because you, you, you're not seeing how you're about to literally disappear. They have a habit of sitting on tons of cash. Yeah, but like, I mean, it's different. Because I was yeah. going to say cash, that means what? But on their level, cash is influence. Yeah. Uh, on our level, cash is just what we get stolen from us in every corner of every second of every day. Yeah, I was. I had a situation on the phone earlier where I was just like, oh, you're just going to charge me because you just can't. It's just, you just made this shit up. And it's, it's great. Like, yeah, it's free. Yeah, Isn't great. it great how, you know, Bitcoin, no one can really charge you. They can send you an invoice all day long, but you don't, you nothing. What are you going to do if I don't pay it? Well, I, to keep this kind of woven together, I just like the fact of the thought that every 10 minutes I can get reassured sure. that, it, that, it, that yeah. what I decided on um, as my strategy, it's correct. Right. Uh, and that's agnostic to who my friends are, who my peers are or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be right and be the worst human being in the world. That's kind of weird to say, but like that type of dynamic, uh, uh dy- dynamic ism, if that's even a word that Bitcoin provides the mm-hmm. average person. Um, but yeah, man, it's very fascinating in, in, in that sense. Do we have anything else on the list? Yeah, we do. Go ahead, man. We're winding down. This is a big one. This is, the, this is the last one. Um, okay. I'll save the best be, for last. Because mm. the, the real last one on this list I meant to take action on and I did not. And it mm. is a whole month and I feel really bad about it. Man. Uh, AKA Tifu. Yeah. Man. Sorry, Tour. I'm going to read your report. I promise. Oh, I uh, read it. I could give a little bit on it. But I mean, TLDR, so we don't even have to go into it. Mm-hmm. Bullish as fuck. Oh, yeah. Great. That's about what I expected. Number go up, right? <laughs> like, you're a fool if you're not capitalizing right now is kind of what I got out of it. But it was it was well written. Shout out the tour. Well, I mean, it, that makes sense because I saw, I did see the front page, which yeah. was all of his quotes over the years where Bitcoin was single digit dollars or double digit dollars or triple digit dollars talking about how it's, you know, going to continue growing. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and people really need to watch and keep an eye on it. And I'm sure he's being laughed out of whatever room he was in at the time. And then now he's just like, you know, looked at as like, oh man, this guy actually knew what he was talking and about. And probably still being laughed at even today for some people like, ah, ah, this fucking guy. But the whole, the whole thing was basically like dissecting, mm-hmm. uh, and different types of FUD and basically explaining why those FUDs are actually reasons why you're, you're going to be late if you don't show up to the party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, cause it's, it all comes down to misconception, right? Yeah. Or, or I didn't hear about it or teach myself about it. Yeah. So the fact someone else is sitting here trying to get in my face about it, like it's automatically wrong and it's not, any, yeah. it's, it's, it's just stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I digress. Yeah. Uh, listen, well, I mean, we're in Marty's studio, right? So, uh, we're going to win. I mean, yeah. say whatever you want to say, good sir. Like it, two plus two equals four. We've done the math on this. We've run it back and forth. I'm confident. <laughs> Smart motherfucking people all over the world, right? I have consensus here. Like, yeah. I, I don't need to be the smartest guy in the room. I just needed to know what is honest and truth and, mm-hmm. and, and trustworthy. And I found that space. But anyways, what's the one before that, I guess? Yeah, the last one for today. Uh, the debt ceiling. Uh, I don't. I don't follow that either. Yeah, hit me. What's the? Oh de- I mean, I know it's astronomical, yeah. but what's the debt ceiling? Uh, so <laughs> this is the dumbest thing ever. Uh, it, it, conceptually, it is the dumbest thing to explain ever. I think that I've ever. Well, the thesis of the show, of. right? So under the influence, yeah. double on time. I mean, this seems like something a drunk person would come up with. Uh, that whole system is drunk. <laughs> Go ahead. Then. What's the debt ceiling? So the debt ceiling is essentially the maximum amount of of debt that the the government can you know, accrue. And so it is, uh, the, the, the shit is approaching the fan as they say, who or, made this or number has approached. 
Um, oh, I just, I mean, I believe it's, it's a, um, it's like the government a, made it up for itself. One of their own rules, which is like, <laughs> why, why even do this? Uh, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of like a formality because uh, it happens during every presidency where yeah. we, where we just raise the debt ceiling. It's like me going like buy a flat screen and them saying like, oh no, your car's max. And it's like, bump it up a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Let's try to yeah, see. Yeah. No, no, no. Now it has 500 more dollars. Check again. <laughs> oh, oh good. Yeah. You know, Magic. sorry about that, sir. Yeah, Have a great yeah. day. Enjoy your 60 inch flat screen. As you walk over to your Escalade, but can't afford food. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> well, right. I'll just up the number for food. It's fine. Uh, no, no, no. We're going to actually make it illegal for apples to cost more than 50 cents. That's what we're going to do. And and so everything's going to be capped there. That's yeah. What, you know, we're getting off topic into different areas of, of you know, financial catastrophes. I just think it's funny that they can impose yeah. their own rule with right. no. Right. Just like they give themselves raises. I wish I could do that. That'd be nice, right? It'd be amazing. Uh, you Man, know. last month would have been a breeze for me. <laughs> would have been, it would have been smooth. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, the debt ceiling. Um, the government manages money worse than banks, maybe? Uh, worse than crackheads. I don't know. Yeah, man, maybe that's the Crackheads are better. You know, you got banks going belly up. The government uh, seemingly about to go belly up because that's what everybody thinks is going to happen uh, yeah. with, if the debt ceiling doesn't get raised because then we can't spend anymore. And it's yeah. like, well, you know, that's... Um, that, that's not exactly true. We, we'll talk about that in a second because I have an awesome, well, I don't have an awesome, Mark Moss wrote an awesome thread that that I read one time and just blew my mind and I probably missed half of it. Uh, so I'm a, we'll dive into that again here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, solutions um, and uh, it being proposed. Um, there was, uh, it, it was a hot, it, it was first introduced or floated around, uh, I think a year or more ago. Uh, definitely since I started learning about Bitcoin that I heard about it the first time, which was them wanting to mint the trillion dollar coin. You heard about that? Yes. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. So that was, that was a hilarious, uh, you know, bullet point I had here was that they're just going to point at a coin and call it three trillion or whatever trillion dollars. And, uh, and now they can borrow more money and, 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 uh, you know, issue, uh, dollars off of that or, or, or use it to their advantage, leverage it as an asset on the balance sheet. Um, so, uh, what, what happens if it doesn't get raised? Like, are we going to default? Jose, do you know? No, you're no. schooling me here. I don't follow right. these things, but what happens if we default? Well, I got to go to professor Moss here. Right. Uh, faster and, Bitcoin and, standard. And get the, uh, That's my guess. The, um, get the official details here. So yeah. he, he's saying that, that the, you know, basically the time is nigh where the government runs out of money. Um, and that part, you know, obviously accurate. They get to the debt ceiling. There's there's definitely uh, some things that kick in there. Um, so as is tradition, each side is at an impasse. Uh, they don't want to let the other one uh, proceed with what they want to do. Democrats have a bill that they want to pass. Republicans say, you know, there's a lot of pork in this bill that we don't want to get passed. Um, so it's become political, of course. They can't ever just, um, you know, do one thing in a piece of legislation to actually help people. They got to put in all this other stuff uh, in there and then they've got to rename it into some acronym that sounds good, but really generally is the exact opposite of, of what the name is. Patriot Act, most unpatriotic thing. Bank Secrecy Act, there's no freaking secrets between the banks. <laughs> the irony. You know, yeah. uh, and the Internal Revenue Service, yeah, I guess that that one makes sense. They're making revenue for the government. Yeah, uh, internally. <laughs> yeah, internally. Um, well played. So, um, so scrolling down here, um, basically, 
Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Republicans also want to cut funding for those 87,000 new IRS agents. Uh, but, yeah, there's Build Back Better stuff in here, American Rescue <laughs> Plan, Inflation Reduction Act. So they're going to spend money to reduce inflation. Funny how that doesn't, makes sense to me. Yeah, that never works out. Um, but But what happens here is that, oh, man, and I've lost it in the spot here. Maybe it's... Uh, I think, oh man, I lost my spot where it was. Um, essentially, uh, what I what I did read here through this is that uh, when when the debt ceilings hit, if if no resolutions passed and the debt ceilings raised, um, essentially the government has to start choosing which bills to not pay, um, mm. and. Uh, and, and that is, you know, going to be the case if, if nothing gets done here. Um, ah, here it is. Per constitution, creditors must be paid in full and other discretionary spending can be paid after. So first we're going to be Lannisters and we're going to pay all our debts. And then we can decide what we want to spend our own money on at home. Uh, so that's very different than a default. Yeah. Um, because we have, you know, the, uh, the ability to pay interest on the debt. According to Mark Moss' thread here, 2023 interest on the debt is projected to be $640 billion. It's a shitload of money, but our 2023 tax receipts are $4.6 trillion. So that's, that's nearly, that's a bit, it's a ways off from, from a 10 X, but it's significantly more tax receipts than the interest on the debt. So there's money to keep things going and, and pay creditors. It's just, you know, are we going to have to shut down the TSA uh, for an indefinite amount of time? Are we going to have to shut down, you know, schools or anything else that's government funded while the government figures out, you know, how much debt is appropriate to have for a government that just keeps spending and never stops? Um, so that's an interesting um, you know, thread from Mark Moss. Definitely go check it out and, and hopefully you can get more out of it than, uh, than, than me just talking about it here because I, I fumbled around for a minute, but, uh, but yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's interesting that you got these people fighting, uh, and then trying to point fingers, blame each other, sway the narrative, get the public on our side, on their side, whatever. And then at the end of the day, like, it's still not even the apocalypse because you still got to pay your bills that you owe. Uh, and then, yeah, whatever's left over, you you do what uh, what you need to with. Fuck that. Yeah, man, that's that's that scares me right there. The fact that they could continue to like fuck up the game, and then we're the ones that have to deal with the game. I guess, and which I mean, it's obvious that's what's happening. Well, and then they'll convince you that it's your fault anyway. That's all they do. Yeah, that's all they do. If not, the if, if, if all those fail, the last card is always the balance card. All yeah. right, well, motherfucker, well now you go to jail, or we beat the fuck out of you, or whatever. Maybe you know, Bitcoiners resisting inflation and everything. No, 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 guys, they're the psychopaths. They don't care about anyone. They want to boil the oceans. Yeah, uh, they also want to kill your dog. Yeah. Uh, so kill, so get rid of the Bitcoiners. Where that? Do they want to kill the dog? Is that fun? No, that Did was, they say that? Oh, that okay. was just a little hyperbole. <laughs> gotcha. I was like, God damn, is that what they're saying about us, man? I got a dog. I but they dogs. are telling people not to have kids. You know, they're like, oh, you know, what was it? A Time Magazine cover or something I saw with uh, childless and happy or something Well, listen, like that's that. a different conversation. Yeah. I think them telling the whole society to stop having kids is mm. them playing nice. Uh, what they're doing to the food to make people stop having kids? Yeah. Well, that's a whole different conversation. And 
that's a rabbit hole right there. Yeah, so they may be telling y'all, and that's nice, but they're doing some dirty shit to y'all mm. without telling y'all. <laughs> yeah, and the medical system. I mean, everything. It's everything. all fiat, right? You know, yeah. It's, it's crept into everything, and, and time to root it out, man. We're going to need hell of a hell of a lot of pest control here. It's and that's a good way out. to just to segue out, man, because those topics we need to talk about in future episodes, especially Agreed. like the health stuff. Uh, maybe we could like try to line up some times and maybe get Andy or John from Cloud Health here to talk about that stuff or great. whatever. But yeah, all these systems are fucked. Under the influence, as y'all know, is literally the double entendre of a good Friday afternoon talk uh, with what appears to be a completely hammered government entity. Uh, that comp- continues to fuck us over, and for some reason we're smiling about it. Yeah, well, they're trying to push last call out later and later, too. Yeah, so. yeah, right. <laughs> but as Bitcoiners, we can laugh, we can smile, we can win, we are winning, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. Kev, that wraps up episode two. Yes, sir. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all, yeah. And uh, all y'all out there, depending on when you're listening to this, have a great and safe Memorial Day weekend. Remember, those, you, remember those that have fallen Absolutely. For, for everything that you can enjoy now. Which Even in, if you don't agree with the reason that they had to fall. Yeah, uh, which in social media culture is irrelevant. Memorial mm. Day is just a selfie day for everybody. And no, that's you know, true. Yeah, we yeah. go buy some hot dogs real quick. Yeah, every holiday yeah. is about what am I doing in my barbecue, which yeah. is very fucking weird. But th- <laughs> thanks for reminding us about that because you're absolutely yep. right. 100%. All right, y'all. That wraps up episode two of the Under the Influence segment here in Talking in Bits. As always, value for value is how you continue to get this content, continue to get these great conversations. Leave a boost, leave a comment down below for me or Kev. We're going to be watching these. We're going to be highlighting them on the show, responding in the in the uh, boost in the comments. Um, and you can check us out pretty much on every damn near every platform. They know how to get to us, man. Yeah. Stay yeah. smart out there, Bitcoiners. Yeah. Good way to go. Later, y'all.